0: ...for us as a family of God to operate it with a force of healing. See, healing runs in our family. Some people, you know, heart attacks run in their family, or some people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people, uh, they have certain things that we call it run in the family. You know what I mean, in the natural. Everybody know what I mean by that. Uh, some people, you know, they're very intelligent. Some people are very skilled. I mean, it kind of runs in the family. Well, you know, it's really interesting. What runs in God's family is healing. It's a, it's, it's, it's a key attribute. And it's really amazing what Jesus did and what he's requiring us to do and asking of us to do. But I, I want to read a little story tonight from Luke chapter 5 and verse number 17 through 25. Uh, the low end is kind of, hmm, bring that back if you would. It's a little loud. Luke 5 verse 17 through 25. I'm in the King James Version, and it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the I want you to say this phrase with me, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Say that with me. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. We'll get back to that. And behold, a man brought in a bed... Um, uh, and behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And uh, when they could not find uh, by what they might bring him in, and because of the multitude, they went up on the housetop. And of course, you know the story where they let him down through the roof. They broke the roof to let the guy down into the midst of jesus before jesus so right smack in front of jesus is where they lowered him into and of course when jesus saw their faith uh, he said unto them man your sins are forgiven thee and uh and of course the religious people the house remember was full of people the presence of the lord the power of the lord was present to heal but nobody was getting healed Uh, Did you catch that? You couldn't even move in that house. But nobody was getting healed, even though the presence was there to heal. Okay? And uh, so this one person that was let in, he was healed. I don't want to get into uh, what they were questioning on. Uh, can you really forgive? This man speaks blasphemies. Because the first thing Jesus said is your sins are forgiven. But just to show you how powerful the forgiveness of sins is, not our topic tonight, but how powerful forgiveness of sins is. Here's a man of palsy that he cannot move, right? A total, complete invalid. And Jesus turns to him and he says, your sins are forgiven." you. So you could see how powerful it is to get your sins forgiven, or maybe put it this way, how destructive sin can be. And in equal par, Jesus turns to these Pharisees and says to them, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking within yourself, how can this man say, I forgive you, you know, you're released from your sin. But so that you can see that the Son of Man has power to forgive sins, I'm going to turn over here and do something at least as equal to that, as great as that, and I'm going to say, take up your bed and walk and be healed. And what's so interesting is... On equal par to demonstrate that he had power to forgive sin. It's not our topic tonight. But to show you how powerful it is to have your sins forgiven. And we should shout every day that our sins are forgiven. A man that was paralytic arose. And and it was amazing. An amazing thing happened there. And let me tell you something. When you get your sins forgiven, it's just as amazing. Amazing. Because sin is paralyzing. It's not our topic tonight. But never, ever belittle the fact that you are blood washed and your sins are forgiven. It's huge. The freedom that you feel day after day is not automatic. There are people walking the streets that are... Paralyzed in their soul and in their bo- in, in their minds and in their hearts and they 're dead men and women, and they 're paralyzed because of the force of sin, but they need to receive what Jesus did amen, so anyway, back to this so jesus said what 's easier to say your sin's forgiven in verse twenty three thy sins be forgiven thee or rise up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of man let 's read this verse twenty four but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins." He said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy couch and go into thine house. And immediately he arose before them and took, and took up uh, that whereon he lay and departed to his own house. What was he doing? Glorifying God. Now tonight, we're going to talk about the presence of God. And I want to, I just hope I can get this out. I know I will. How many will believe God with me? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your anointing to get this across. I know what you want to get across to us. I feel it in my spirit. I just ask you to help us, Lord. Help me and help us to hear what the Spirit is saying tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, Amen. Amen and Amen. I want you to understand this just because the presence of God or the power of God or some of these things are synonymous or the anointing of God or the spirit of God you can say it that way because all of these things are present and available you might say the presence of God is there does not mean that people are going to be healed that's evidenced by the fact that I'm certain that that paralytic man was not the only sick person in that house But something occurred when those people lowered Jesus. They had a respect for the call and the anointing on Jesus' life and for the presence of God that was on Him when they lowered Him right in His face, right in front of Him. Now, we live in a generation that's somewhat removed from face to face. Let me explain what I mean. We live in a generation where when we... we, Although the, the term in your presence is so archaic, like you don't say, Hey, w- did you go on Mother's Day? Did you go to the presence of your mother? Yea, verily, I went to the presence of my mother, and yea, I did see her in her presence. And I was, you, you don't say that, do we? So it doesn't really, but yet the connotation here is that you were there physically present and were there. In live and in person. Is that right? So let's take the mystery and the archaic quality out of the in your presence thing. And let's bring it to where we are today. Let me read a few definitions about being present or being in his presence or him being his presence, being available for you to be healed. Or how about this? For you to minister healing to other people. Think about that. Now watch this. The fact or condition of being present. In other words, physically present. Now that's easy. To, that's kind of easy. Did you go? So we say it this way. Did you, did you go to Mother's Day? Yeah, I went. I was there. That's all you say is I was there. Was mom there? Yeah, mom was there. Mom and I, we were there. Where were you? <laughs> you know. Oh, you weren't there? Well then your your presence wasn't there. It's just so let's not make it mystical, let's not make it confusing. Here's another one. The part of space within one's immediate vicinity. Your immediate vicinity. In other words, when they let this man down, they let him down right in front of him, right in his face. <laughs> they got right there, right up and close to Jesus. See, back in that day they heard about Jesus. If people can just get up Close to him and have proximity. Catch this, please. If they could get close to him and be in his presence or get, or get him, his person, him, they knew that if they could get him in proximity to a sick person, I'm starting to preach real good now. If they could get him in proximity, live and in person, to a sick person, something good's gonna happen. Those that believe that something good is going to happen. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. So, um, what we say, what has happened with our generation, you've got to be careful not to let the world paradigm come in and kind of twist and, and obscure what God is trying to do with, where, when His presence is in manifestation. Notice this. Motion pictures, TV streaming, 3D movies they duplicate and they try to create the sensation of being there. But you're not there. Mm -hmm. As big as the IMAX is and you might put the 3D and I I just was researching something else. There is a next generation of multimedia and some of you probably already know this is the sensation of smell. So you've got the sound surround, and I'm sure they've got the vibration. You got that at, you know, Disneyland and that. The vibration, even the floor, and even your seat moves up when you're going out, so you feel like it. And now they're incorporating smell. So that when you go boom, and you could smell the, the, oh, I smell that gun go to, going off. I smell the smoke of that when that little, well, if the fire is, is kindling, you can, you can smell the, or you're fresh outdoors. In the brook, you could smell the evergreen. Hello, somebody. All of these are entertaining, if you will, but you've got to be really, really careful. They are not and never will be. Listen, please listen to this. They will never be a substitute for the real thing. Don't sit in some cubicle watching a river and then smelling some artificial smell. Hello. Go outside and go to the park and see it for yourself. See the real thing. And it's gone to another level where we're not really living in the present, in the presence of things. Let me let me explain. We're we're actually not participating like we say, yeah, we're gonna do exercise. So you put the exercise video, and my kids are exercisers. They got the XPX90, you know, all my all my actually three of my kids are into that thing. And I and I'm sorry to say, as much as I watch them. In all this that they do, as much as I watch them, I'm not doing it. I'm just observing it. Hello. And yet, here's, here's the lie. I'm not present doing it. I'm observing somebody else do it. That sounds a lot like, you know, Moses, when they said, Moses, you go talk to God. You go get face to face with him. We'll stay from over here and you just tell us what he said. If you want to be a believer, listen carefully, if you want to be a believer that that is able to minister effectively healing to anybody, listen, here's the promise of God, anybody that you come across to have the anointing on you or shall I say his presence with you or him working in and through you just like he was in Jesus then you must be in direct connection with him. None of this, well, the pastor or somebody else or my wife or no, you be in connect. They that know their God shall do exploits. Come on, friends. So we're, we're somewhat intoxicated in this whole arena of uh, uh, cyber reality let me let me get, just just to bring the point home a little more we have, because we do have a generation of spectators versus a generation generation of people that know how to live face to face and in their real life the the most popular game of all time boy all the gamers are really interested in this the most popular game i have so i just picked this up out of wikipedia sims Sims, and I, I'm going to read it right straight like it said on Wikipedia. Sims is the strategic life simulation computer game developed by Maxis and published by Electronic Arts. I'm not going to read this unless you promise don't run out and buy it. Okay. <laughs> it was created by a game designer, Will Wright, also known for developing Sim City. That's S-I-M-City. It is a simulation of the daily activities Of one or more virtual persons, Sims, in a suburban household near Sim City. The Sims were first released February 2004, 2000, and so forth and so on. It was the best-selling. They sold more than 6.3 million copies worldwide, making it the best-selling PC game in history. Artificial living, ladies and gentlemen. Artificial. (laughs) Faco, your artificial dog. You artificially go through the mouse and you feed him with artificial food. You call somebody, an artificial friend in an artificial telephone. Hello! I wonder if they go to artificial church. Since its initial release, seven ins- expansion packs and sequels to The Sims 2 and the newest sequel, Sims 3, each with their own expansion packs, have been released. And Sims has won numerous awards in the GameSpot's Game of the Year award, etc., etc., etc. Now try to get this. I mean, these are people. You you create. You, you get married. You you have a cyber marriage. You you cyber children. And I mean, I've never played the game. And, and so if there's something really bad, y'all have to forgive me. But I just want to tell you that the what the Lord is putting His hand on is this generation has gone the way of virtual reality. And if you want to walk with God and minister to your generation, I will tell you what will cut through to them Every time somebody that's not virtual with God, but actual and literal that gets in his face, that has his presence in his, in their life, that they have been in his word. They have been worshiping the King of King and there's a glow about their life and there's a real virtue, not some synthetic thing. And when they have love, it's a real love. When they have healing virtue, it's real healing virtue. That's why when people knew back then, they, why did they flock to Jesus in unprecedented Manner, People came from everywhere. So that, listen, listen to this, the reality of the healing power and the, the presence of God present to heal was so real. They would line the streets, catch this, so that people could just touch the hem of the edge of his clothes. Isn't that amazing to you? I mean, that's amazing to me. We'll see what happens. I, I didn't see very much amazement on anybody's face. So what happens is we are so lulled by spectacularism and by Lucas uh, uh, light and so forth. Is is that that I, what is it? Uh, Lucas, you know what I mean. Industrial light and magic, God bless him, he makes our he makes our movies real exciting. But the point of the matter is we 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 have become so spectacularly marketed that when something is truly spectacular in the spirit, we go like, oh, and we just glaze over it. The Pharisees, they were sitting in that house and they glazed over who was there. They weren't even aware that the presence of God was present to heal the power, the presence, the anointing, however you want to define it. It was there. It was in the house. And there are people that will travel continents or travel across social structures and do things like the woman with the issue of blood just because they heard about if I can not virtual reality, but if I can get to the real one and I could just touch the hem of his garment. This was this is documented history They would just touch the hem of his garment. But it doesn't stop there. There's more. (laughs) Peter. The Apostle Peter in the book of Acts, they would line people up in the streets waiting. Oh, you think he'll be this way? I know he comes this way for Starbucks every morning. So they line the streets up with sick people. And they would, in hopes that just his shadow would fall on them. What kind of virtue are we talking about? What are you? You're in the family of God. What kind of God's presence is in your life? What kind of people are you anyway? Anyway. Just your shadow will cause demons to fly out. Just your shadow will call palsies to be healed. What kind of power? We've got to wake up to the dimension and the, how can I say, how potent the power of healing runs in our family. It's potent. And it doesn't stop there. I mean, it was, that's the New Testament. Here we go in the Old Testament. Eli, you know the story of Elisha. Yeah. Elisha was one miracle shy of the double portion. You know, he says, whatever whatever you did, you know, Elijah, just, I want a double portion. Okay, you thought God made a mistake. Well, he died one miracle shy of double the amount of miracles in Elijah's life. But it was, the story wasn't over. It wasn't the end of the story like Paul Harvey says. Because somebody died and... Elisha's bones were in a hole somewhere and they threw this dude in the hole and up came the alive. So we're talking about the same power was still in his bones. What kind of family are you anyway? You're an amazing new breed created in God's image with the anointing of God because you are not walking a virtual reality. You're what's walking face to face with him. Hallelujah. I, that excites me. You can shout if you want. Somebody shout. So now that we've spelled out the fact that we've got to be careful about the way we approach church. We've got to be careful. We can't be like the Pharisees that, that it, was, it was there all along and they missed it. You know. When you say the presence of God, well, listen, the presence of God will make all the difference in the world in anything besides just healing in everything. But let's talk about a little bit about the presence of God. I call it. I still haven't given you a title for this (laughs) for this message, but uh, we'll see if we come up with something that you'll that'll really stick. Psalms chapter 24, verse six. Oh, we've got a lot of things my face and space book and other things that are trying to connect people. <laughs> Did I say my, my f- space? Oh, brother, my, my face, my space book, whatever, all that stuff. All right. People, they know the value of being able to see and, and how to be close, but I think we've, we've lost this dimension, but not Christians. Say, not me. not me. Not me. I have not lost the dimension of being face to face with God face to face with my brothers and sisters healing comes face to face friends I really believe it that that's why God when he said when, when he when God said go you into all the world and you preach and you he didn't send cds into all the world not that I'm not saying don't send cds but he didn't send a hologram I will now send this holographic image into all the world and it will pre- no he said I'm sending you The real thing, someone that is breathing and connected to me, someone that has stood in my presence, like Paul said, whose whose I am and whom I serve, sold out to God, full of him. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody help me out, shout a little bit bit for me, because God's good. Psalm 24, verse 6, this is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Pastor Tom, what in the world does this have to do with healing? Well, this is the side of healing. This is climbing on that side of the mountain where you realize that when you are connected to Him, we know about His Word. We know about His promises. Is that right? We know about His command. We know about His commission. You shall go forth, lay hands on the sick, and they shall what? Recover. But there's another dimension I feel that needs to be also inserted into here. I guarantee you that Jesus was not playing, sorry guys, video games right before he went in and did ministry. Hello. There's a a setting apart of your life before you face the world. And, And as a matter of fact, Jesus was not playing video games at three and four in the morning. What Jesus was doing was he was in the presence of his Father. Being endued with that presence from His Father. And you could tell it on people. And we've all done it. We've all waited on God, haven't we? And we just felt really, really anointed. And we were ready. And then we've had other times where we didn't. Where we did play those video games. Well, not me, not video games. But I don't do very well on video games. But you know what I'm talking about. Where you spent less time. Oh, you know the promises. Oh, you got your Bibles. you got your scriptures. Oh, yeah, I know this scripture and that scripture. But when you ran out to face life, there was something Missing? Hello? Something missing? I think that that dimension that's missing is don't forget we've got to spend face time with Him. Time with God. Let's talk about this. In the Amplified Bible, take Psalm 24, verse 26 in the Amplified. It says, this is the generation, the description of those who seek Him, who inquire of and for him of necessity and require him who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Calmly think about that. Alright, let me, let me just go through something else. Ah, yes, I know about that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 105, verse 4. Psalm 105, verse 4. I like this one. Seek, inquire of, and I am in the amplified. Psalm 105, verse 4 everybody's still here I'm interested in helping people and you know even with your most altruistic intent the most uh, the most caring the most compassionate thing that you would want to do and we want to help people right we should we do but there's there's only so much that we can do we you need we need the anointing we need his presence flowing through us where we carry his presence when we go Let's, let's, so we can minister effectively to people. All right. Notice where it says, Psalm 105, verse 4. It says, Seek, inquire of, and for the Lord, and crave Him and His strength, His might, and His inflexibility to temptation. Seek and require His face and His presence when? Continually. Evermore. This is very interesting. There is a difference Here, I mean, it's a slight, it's a slight variation on it, but I know when you're seeking the Lord, there is a time where you get, where you read, where you're reading the word, right? But there's a time to take that word. And then you're just either you, you lay before the Lord. How many ever had that wonderful experience? You just lay down on the ground and just humble yourself before him and you just wait on him and let that word just, just roll over in your heart. And all of a sudden he begins speaking to you. And then you may not, you may or may not feel any different. But you have set in motion a spiritual transaction that has occurred. Because they that wait upon the Lord like that, you're not going to leave that place in the same way. There's a transformation that happens. Your weakness and in- human inability suddenly give way to supernatural strength and abilities. You may not feel any different You may still need to go upstairs and shave and, you know, take the sleep out of your eyes. But you have an endowment that's different than somebody that just got up and watched TV. Hello, there is a difference. Sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do what among us? Will do wonders among you. I wonder what would have happened if they, the children of Israel would not have sanctified themselves. Oh, Pastor Tom, are you saying that we can never play video games or we can never play music and can't go swimming we can't go nothing what's wrong with you no i'm not saying that i'm just saying there is a time to play but there's also a time to wait on him and by the way take him with you he'll show you how to play a little better praise god and if an accident was about to happen he'll stop the accident and say thanks lord i really appreciate that in all your ways do what Acknowledge. acknowledge him why do people think that acknowledging god is only when it's work it's not. Even when you're playing and having fun, acknowledge Him. Yes. Yes. Acknowledge His presence in your life. As a matter of fact, if you, really, if you go on vacation, acknowledge Him. He'll really help you enjoy that food. He'll help you enjoy the sunset a little bit better. Amen. Hallelujah. So anyway, here we were. Where were we? We were, we were talking about uh, seek for the Lord in His presence continually. Hebrews of course, 11.6, you don't have to turn there. It says, without faith it's impossible to please Him. For those that come to God must believe that He is, that He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. If you were here years ago when Billy Brim's son was teaching on that, he says, those that crave Him. Come on, let's be honest. How much? How many of you feel like we could crave God just a little more? You know let, let's talk about Crave for just a minute. I went and visited our kids in Washington, D.C., our Virginia area. And I was, I was ready. I wanted to have Mexican food. I'm, then I hit the Chinese food. And then I'm going to hit the other thing. And they took me to some Chipotle out there in Virginia. And it was horrible. It was terrible. I said, what happened to the Spanish rice? It's all white and terrible. It's like this... I mean, I was so disappointed. The the spices were awful. I mean, it was worse than Taco Bell. I wish they had a Taco Bell. It was even worse than Taco Bell. How many know Taco Bell's not authentic? How many really like Taco Bell? Uh, It's okay. Okay, but how many of you know that Taco Bell is not really authentic? Okay, it's not, I mean, it's good. It's, It's good for what it is. It's a quick fix, you know. You get out of the bun, you know, and all that. And it's a quick fix. Yo quiero un taco. But, but it's not authentic. It's just fun food. It's cheap, fast, fun food, right? Right? But if you want the real thing, you have to go to La Pinata. Everybody shout. What's your favorite Mexican restaurant? Come on. Los compadres. Who else? What was that? El Gordo. Oh my goodness. Okay, we're talking about... Don't worry, I haven't forgotten where I am in the message. We're talking about craving... I'm over there and it says, I need to have a Mexican fix real bad. Oh, and, and Gabon McConnell says, Oh, I know the best place in town. This is the best, the best you're going to get. So we go over there. It was horrible. Honey, tell him how bad it was. It was, bad. It was how, bad. say how bad it was. It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> I gagged that down because I paid for it and I was hungry anyway. But you know, I was so disappointed because it wasn't the real it wasn't, and so I couldn't wait to get back to California to get over there to Mesa Taqueria. <laughs> Burritos as big as your head. Oh man, let's go over there. And then watch this talking about craving, right? Right? I showed up over there, and Mesa Taqueria had gone out of business. <laughs> oh. Unbelievable. My favorite place. Oh. Oh man, I couldn't believe it, Jose. How could you do this to me, Jose? 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 That was one. Of, that was one of the darkest days in my life, and that craving. Yeah, the craving grew stronger, and it was frustrated. And up till then, I mean, La Piñera is the next best thing. Oh, okay, whatever. But. How many know you still have if you have that craving for something, nothing else will do? Hello? Hello? And then and then the dis, the utter disappointment of going to another place. Well, let's try another place. Let's oh, here's one. It's called whatever. El Faro, whatever, whatever. Okay, let's try that one, you know. And you go in there and it doesn't even compare. It's phony baloney, terrible. And you know it's terrible. Hello? Okay? So you continue to have that craving and then you're on a search, right? You know what? I believe each of you have tasted of the good things of God and you're so hungry for God. And nothing short of the real thing is going to do. When you hear the anointing, the pure word of God, and you sense his anointing. When you go and shut the door in your closet, like Jesus teaches to pray. He goes, one of these, hey, don't just talk a bunch of blah, 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 blah words like the heathen do. Go, shut the door and talk to your father in secret. You shut the door. Nobody else sees you. And you go in there and you just raise your hand and you begin to honor him and love him and worship him. Wait on him. You may sing quietly. (laughs) You don't want to wake anybody out. But all of a sudden, he comes into... And you know that he comes in the room. Okay, now let's talk about something. You know that God is everywhere, right? Because he is... One of his attributes is that he's omnipresent. He's present everywhere. And yet, despite the fact that he's present everywhere, there is a difference when he goes into a certain location. What is man that thou visitest? him said the psalmist in other words though did did god just come from the third heaven and just come down here zap and he appeared no he was here all along but it's like he came present like i guess some people say the spirit upon or however i it's it's difficult to describe these dimensions but you know and i know when we say when he said the presence of the lord was Present to heal. You knew that God was everywhere, but even in that room, starting with our first story today, there was something different that day. It was like there was an intensity of a visitation of God Himself. Hello. And so we, maybe you're having a a difficult time interpreting what I'm trying to say. Maybe I'll start in Spanish. No, actually. (laughs) but sometimes you feel here we know that god is everywhere but sometimes it's like it's like our eyes are opened and we we could we you could feel a pin drop and you this place is really thick with god himself and we've had we've had that often in this place i've had it in my prayer closet have you had that in the shower or in the car or somewhere you just overcome you feel his strength all over you one day we were sleeping and i woke up out of just out of Uh, I'll call it a dead sleep a strong uh, deep sleep is a better way to say it and I woke up and and it felt like the house was lit up I knew that there was something divine in the house I mean I know God's everywhere but in this it was intense and I I said honey honey wake up honey honey wake up it's like God's in the house or angels or something I mean like whoa whoa can you feel she goes like what what wow and we all sensed his presence he was there We began to just worship Him and stand in His his presence. Friends, there's things we need to learn about that when I know that He's everywhere. I know that He abides on the inside of you. But, you know, He wants us to cultivate that kind of interchange where He's able to visit you like that. You know, where He could fill that room or fill that car, fill the shower. You know, and, and one of the ways that you could do to cultivate that is, first of all, acknowledge Him. I'm telling you, the house was, the Spirit of the Lord, the power of God, or really the person of God was there present to heal. And nobody saw it but those friends. We can't afford to do that. We can't afford that. You can't afford that. For your own sake and for the sake of the ministry that God's given you to do to minister life and love to other people. Hello, to bring healing I want to tell you something when we when you begin to acknowledge and reverence and value him in that way he'll show up more and more in your prayer times he'll show up more and more in your car he'll show up in your shower don't worry about it he sees us anyway (laughs) and look at you know what's really interesting some you hear stories like Jonah, he's it says it specifically in Jonah, it says that he ran from the presence of God. Really, how could you run from the presence of God? Jonah's a prophet, and it says, I'm, I'm not kidding you. It says, and he went and he ran from the presence of God when he, you know, he didn't want to go to Nineveh, right? And I mean, if 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 he had as much sense as you know, the psalmist did when he says in Psalm 139 says. Where can I go from your, where can I hide from your, even if I go into the deepest, darkest place, you're there. If I go to the highest place, you're there. Peek-a-boo. What were, what were Adam and Eve thinking in the cool of the day? It says that God came to visit them. God talks about visitations. Think about it. He came in the cool of the day it says in his voice he came down with his voice in the cool of the day to visit with them and they were scared and they hid and they were hiding and they thought they were going to hide from God why are we so dumb sometimes you know the right the right answer and the right thing to do is become sensitive when he comes that's why we've been trained for decades we were trained. You know when that when he comes like that, don't do this. Yay! Hallelujah! Yay! Yay! Oh yeah! Oh yeah yeah! We've had people do that too. We have had people. I says are you are you insane? <laughs> Let me just talk to you a little bit more about the presence of God. The 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 the, the Psalms talks about. Other things about the presence of God. It says that the Mount Zion is moved at the presence of God. The hills melt. The earth shakes at its foundation at the presence of God. And yet he wants us to enter into his gates. How? With thanksgiving. Like being thankful. Don't be a bummer when you come to church. In fact, don't ever be a bummer. When you, the moment you wake up, you can, you can start cultivating him face to face. And what is this when in the world does this have to do with healing, Pastor Tom? Everything if you've got him on you and wherever you go you 'll be just like jesus you 'll be the real thing you won 't be a virtual Christian singing to him and worshiping him i I feel a worship seminar coming on <laughs> humbling yourself before him. And loving Him and just waiting on Him. They that wait, Isaiah 40, they that wait upon the Lord shall do what? They shall renew strength. Be strengthened with all might in the inner man. Do you suppose it's a lot easier to minister healing to somebody? Or even receive healing yourself? If you've been waiting on Him and you're strong? Or maybe weaker is better. Is weak good and confused? No, it's being strong is the right way to go out. You minister out of your strength is that or I should say you minister out of his strength that's a better way of saying it isn't it hallelujah so how are we doing so far let's see oh glory to God we talk about this there's some lingo that I mean is a little bit archaic to us and we say magnify the Lord right we say that a lot you know magnify the Lord that's like make God bigger (laughs) In your sight, okay, all right. Magnify. So we sing songs about magnify the Lord, and we sing things about like that. But quite frankly, what you what we really need to do is we need to we need to we need to take in who he is, what he brings when he shows up into a situation, and we have to have our spirit open enough with enough respect for who He is so that then He could flow through us and we can help point, get Him, His person, to move and help people. Oh, I like what what Norval Hayes said. You know, if you worship God, reverence Him and you worship Him, God will give you anything. Anything. Just worship Him. Just worship Him. Worship God. Just love Him and just make Him your aim. You know, um, there was a little book that Billy Brem shared with us. It was about Brother Lawrence. He was a monk from nine, who knows when? Was it 1930? Somewhere back? No, no, I was somewhere back in there. This guy made it his aim to what they call have you ever heard the phrase practice the presence of God? Well, let me just simplify this for you now and I'll encapsulate I'll and see if we can't draw this to a close. He made it his aim to let point every thought and this was pretty radical point every thought to God and make sure that the beginning of the thought and the end always came back to him to give God glory That's 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 a, a massive undertaking what do you think And he says and he documents day after day like in a diary I failed <laughs> But he but he but he he confessed it and and he said he got right back on it because this is important. He says, I've got to get to the presence of God. I've got to get to the real thing. I've got to practice Him. I've got to hear Him. And you know what? Every day he got more and more sensitive to God as God would appear in situations and he would be able to flow with God. You know, I'm persuaded that we're, we're in that place. We're hearing Him speak, watching Him move, and we're seeing that All the while, we're going to be able to carry out the Great Commission so much more effectively. These signs, let's go to Mark 16. These signs shall follow those that believe. Let's go there, Mark 16. Glory to God. I'm reading from the Amplified in verse 16. 16, 1616. He who believes, who adheres to and trusts and relies on the gospel and him who it sets forth and is baptized will be saved and from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe does not adhere to and trust or rely on the gospel and him who sends it forth will be condemned. And these verse 17. These attesting signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak with new languages. They will pick up serpents and even if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them or hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will get what? They will get well. And then immediately following that, it says, and they went out everywhere. It says, we put up the next verse. They went everywhere verse 20 please the next verse next verse can you put it up there for us they went everywhere preaching and teaching and it says that the, and the Lord kept working with them you know how do you know that you're that, that he's even with you unless you're spending time with him and acknowledging that he's here. remember he's there all the time but he comes in dimensions and present to heal don't be like Samson <laughs> I mean, the power's there. He does, the power's gone. He couldn't tell the difference. Oh, I'll just get up and do this like last time. I mean, no offense to him. I mean, the brother was amazing, right? But we need to... I mean, if God took His grace off of you and took His anointing and His presence off of you, we should tell the difference. Shall I say that again before I close this message? If if God's presence was lifted off of your life, there should you should have a notable shock to your system. Oh, Lord. Where are you? D- David prayed this prayer: "Lord, take not Thy Holy Spirit from me." Of course, you're sealed. If you're born again, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit in that. But we're talking about that anointing, that presence that's on you. You know, don't grieve Him. He's on you. And, and so we, it, you know exactly what happens. If you say or do something that offends him, that's his presence, friends. Don't play with that. Get right with God immediately. So that then when he gives you the slightest nudge, you know exactly what he's doing. And you know what? You will pray over the sick. You will cast out devils. People will be healed. Christ will be able to flow right through you and you'll be able to be a witness in your generation that there is a real, true, and living God. Not somebody that you heard about or that grandma was telling you about or something you read or saw a movie about, but someone that you know face-to-face walking with Him daily. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thanks for your presence tonight. We thank you for your word. Help us, Father, as we walk with you and in you. I'm asking you, Father God, to let there be an enlightening, uh, uh, an enlightened sense of your working in our life. May we acknowledge you in all of our ways. Thank you for the amazing privilege of being able to minister life and healing to people in our generation. We thank you for it, Lord. We're just looking forward to great things and we look forward to operating, Lord, with you with signs and wonders as we talk about you day and night to the folks that you put on our heart across our path. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's give Jesus a shout tonight.